This episode is brought to you by TBS. It's October, and that means the MLB postseason is back on TBS. You can watch the biggest and brightest in the American League take the field and battle it out for a spot in the World Series. There will be crazy hits and clutch performances, jaw-dropping action from the Division Series on October 11th, and, of course, you have to watch the crowning of the next American League champion. Catch the best of the MLB postseason all month long on TBS. heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, hockey, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Saturday, February 27th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you. Of course, we've been on the air now for almost a full month now with the Hockey Podcast Network doing this show. And I'm pretty sure we haven't had a card with 14 games on it yet. Uh, But we do today. It is a massive uh, Saturday NHL slate. A lot of games, a lot of potential betting opportunities. And, uh, of course, we'll be diving into them. And let's get it going, Alex, because we have... Uh, a bunch of matinee games, three of them, in fact, and two of them start at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we'll get it going there with the Washington Capitals taking on the New Jersey Devils. Washington minus 140 road favorites, total six shaded to the over in this one. Uh, the New Jersey Devils bounced back uh, against the uh, Buffalo Sabres the other night. Uh, we're trailing in that game, actually, 3-1, to one, rallied for a 4-3 to three overtime win uh, against Buffalo. I've been pretty impressed with New Jersey this year, just based on the improvement from last year to this year. Last year was a disaster. Coaching change, uh, defensive problems, goaltending injuries, uh, just a roster that underachieved because they had loaded up two seasons ago to get ready for a good year last year, and it didn't pan out. They hire Lindy Ruff, and I like what I see. I like Ty Smith on this blue line is someone you better start paying attention to. He's been a point-producing machine. He's a good skater. You know, Damon Severson's played pretty solid on the back end for them. P.K. Subban, who vowed in the offseason to be better this year, uh, has lived up to that. Jack Hughes, is, we were waiting for him to look like that number one overall pick. He's taken a huge step forward this season so far. Him, Kyle Palmieri, Pavel Zaka, Miles Wood, combining for 31 points for this Devils team this year. Pretty good stuff. Mackenzie Blackwood has been solid in net. Uh, Washington, up and down they've been for the most part, 
Uh, they're coming off, though, uh, a nice win. One of their better games in a while against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. There was some concern about Alex Ovechkin injured at practice uh, yesterday, but he has been cleared. Looks like he's going to be uh, good to go and in the lineup here for Washington. I kind of think New Jersey could be a live home dog here. They've played better at home, and I don't want to make too much of day games and your record in afternoon games, but it is something to pay attention to. Washington is only two and four in day games. New Jersey's four and one in day games this year. So they've got a little bit of a better record. New Jersey's going to probably feel, hey, we, we could have beaten this team last week because they had a 2 nothing lead in Washington. The Capitals got, they got into penalty trouble in New Jersey, and Washington ended up scoring a bunch on the power play and, and winning that game against the Devils last Sunday. Now in New Jersey, I think the Devils could take care of business here. Washington's had a tough time stringing consistency together recent games. Their defensive play, believe it or not, has been worse than New Jersey. You know, their expected goals for percentage is worse than New Jersey. They're giving up more high danger chances than New Jersey uh, so far this season. Uh, Vanacek seems to be struggling a little bit more the more he started in net. Put it all together. I, I'm on New Jersey here. I took a shot here with this home underdog. I think it's a pretty decent price, and I think you've got a chance to see this uh, New Jersey team get the victory here, and you can get them at around plus 120 right now. Uh, Alex, what's your thoughts here? Capitals, Devils. Yeah, the only way I would be looking here would be New Jersey. And like you said, these are two teams that play a lot of day games uh, you know, over the years. So that day record does make uh, you know, come, come into play here with the spot. But uh, said, you know, Washington's just one of those teams where, you you know, some nights they turn it on and they've got everything clicking. And then other days, other nights, they just completely fall apart and, and, and have some issues, uh, be it defensively or offensively. They just can't seem to, to quite get things in line right now. Uh, and this is a New Jersey team. I'm not as high on them as a lot of other people are. A lot of people are saying they could, you know, still be kind of in that mix uh, to grab that one of those last playoff spots if, if they can string things together. But they can, they can, you know, this is a, a pick and choose kind of team. You know, this is one of those spots where it's a good price. Uh, you know, you got a, a favorable goaltending matchup here uh, and, and you can go and, and back them. But you can't I don't know, see them stringing anything together long term. So uh, it, it's going to be a pass for me, but I would lean with New Jersey. All right. Next up, we've got uh, another matinee affair, Calgary and Ottawa. Calgary minus 150 road favorites total uh, six shaded to the under. Uh, of course, the uh, Calgary Flames continuing this uh, long road trip. A lot of people calling it a make-or-break road trip for their season because uh, obviously they've fallen in the rears of a lot of teams in the North Division, struggled. Uh, we'll see how they uh, fare here in this game today against Ottawa, but it was not good for the uh, Flames uh, in the first meeting uh, between these two teams, uh, really uh, taken apart by the Ottawa Senators on Thursday night. And big save Dave against Toronto reverted back to big sieve Dave. Uh, again, uh, against Ottawa on Thursday night, including just uh, ugly as it gets. Anytime you see it happen, uh, a shot from the neutral zone, from the center ice area, going in past David Riddick. And that was all she wrote for David Riddick in that game. He gets pulled from that minute on and gives us that indelible image and video shot of him headbutting the door. I don't recommend anybody doing that. You're going to give yourself maybe some permanent brain damage probably have brain damage thinking that's something they should be doing anyway. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, not a good decision by David Riddick to do that. But that's David Riddick. He'll slam sticks. He'll kick the freaking bench. He'll, you know, slam his head into a door, whatever the case may be to vent frustration. That's been David Riddick. That's the personality he is. Now, the question is, who's in net for Calgary? Because you got David Riddick off that poor showing. 
Jacob Markstrom doesn't look like he's ready to return today for the uh, Calgary Flames. He's still on IR. He doesn't look like he's going to be cleared for this game. So Calgary's got issues. Johnny Gaudreau's got to get going again. So does um, Sean Monaghan. I mean, these guys started strong, and they've basically uh, kind of uh, wilted uh, here in recent games. So is the Flames' offense. They're having a real hard time finding the back of that. Matthew Kachuk's offense is – uh, dried up. He's more focused on being an agitator than, you know, putting the puck in the net right now. That's the issue uh, at this point in time, you know, and if it's not Riddick and you feel you got to give him a rest, you're going to Artem Zagadulin uh, in net for the uh, Calgary Flames who made the relief appearance the other night uh, after Riddick got pulled. Bottom line is I'm not laying the price with Calgary. I cashed with Ottawa the other night. I think because Calgary got so embarrassed, I may not like Ottawa quite as much today. But I'm certainly like them enough to still bet him again, especially at this price and the way they're playing. You know, the way they played against Montreal, it's a hardworking team. Kachuk, Batherson, uh, Brandstrom, Shabbat, all of these big uh, Stutzla, all of the youngsters, the young guns and prospects on this Sens team, they're all playing well and making an impact every night. Um, for me, I, I'm on Ottawa again. Be I'll be damned if uh, Calgary wants to bounce back. To me, this is a price that they don't deserve right now on the road. What do you think here, uh, Alex, Calgary, Ottawa? Yeah, this is going to be one of those kind of, of weird games, especially in, these are two teams that don't play often in the daytime, especially Calgary. Uh, so that's something you want to kind of maybe, you know, uh, put into a, a scope. But you can't back Ottawa, uh, even though, like I said, we've seen them string together some better play. It's just this is not a team that I, I feel comfortable backing on, on a daily basis, and especially with Matt Murray and that. Uh, he said, we don't know who's going to be going in net for for Calgary just yet. Uh, that, that should be released within the next 15, 20 minutes. But uh, this is one I'm just going to completely pass. I would lean with the first period over because Ottawa has been the best in the league uh, as far as that goes. Like I said, but Calgary having such a flat performance, the other night, I can see them trying to at least come out with, uh, you know, a burst of energy early. But like I said, the, the early start could uh, hamper that a little bit. So this, this is a game I'm just going to completely stay away from. All right, we've got Columbus and Nashville. Uh, Nashville minus 125 home favorites, total five and a half shaded uh, to the under uh, in this game. Uh, Columbus is just one of those teams that, uh, you know, have, have had some issues trying to cash with them lately, and I'm back on them again today uh, here against uh, Nashville. To me, Nashville, I say this again, anytime Nashville's favored, even at home, and because remember, this was not a team that played any good hockey at home last year. Their home record was dismal here at Bridgestone Arena last year. Uh, for this Nashville team. Um, I'm always interested in fading Nashville when they're laying a price. And that's the case here against uh, uh, Columbus. Uh, maybe Columbus does need to get on the road. That might help them a little bit. The starting a road trip. That's usually a spot I like. I know they've yeah, struggled uh, against Chicago. Uh, had a tough loss the other night, once again, to the Blackhawks. But uh, I think now they got, let's be honest, Chicago's better than Nashville right now. So when you look at it, this is actually a step down in class, believe it or not, for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets here. I like that they're starting a road trip. There's focus. Uh, Boone Jenner, Felino, a couple of the guys here on this. Cam Atkinson, who's been become a very vocal leader on this team, all saying this is a huge road trip for our team. It's time to bear down and play better team hockey. I like the quotes, though. I'm, they're just not panic. There's not throwing each other under the bus. There's not, you know, woe is us. There's determination in the voices of these Columbus players. And I expect them to bring a good game to the, to the, to the ice here this afternoon. And if they do, you bring a good game to the ice against this Nashville team, bad special teams, not enough offense, not enough consistency defensively, not enough quality goaltending consistently. You can beat them. 
So I'm on Columbus here at plus 110. Alex, what about you, Jack, with spreads? Yeah, I was actually able to grab uh, plus 120 overnight, but like that's still like in a plus 110. This is a Nashville team. So we just got to completely, you know, fade them or, or pass on it. Uh, and like I said, you said this is a, pretty much a step up in class uh, or a step down from, you said, for, you know, Columbus going against a Nashville team that's just struggling in every aspect of the game right now. And I don't know what's going to take for them to – to turn things around. I'm like I said, I'm stunned that they even this opened as a favorite, uh, you know, and like I said, I know Columbus, you know, they have some issues at times. They still aren't super consistent with scoring, obviously getting shut out by Malcolm Subban the other night, uh, you know, and after having a, a back and forth battle. So they've, they've got to, you know, figure some consistency out moving forward, but this could be one of those games to build upon. Like you said, it coming off of a loss and, and getting a plus price and starting a road trip. So I like Columbus here. All right, uh, Alex, like in Columbus here as well, uh, plus 110 in this one. And we welcome in our colleague Jimmy Murphy joining us here on the Saturday edition of the Ice Guys. Welcome in, Jimmy. What do you think here, Columbus, Nashville? You think the Jackets can bounce back? I do, but I'm going to stay away from this game. I just don't have a good enough feel on it. But, yeah, I, I could see that happening. I, I just don't like touching many games that Nashville's involved with, so I'll pass on this. <laughs> All right, I missed one in the afternoon slate uh, because it's down in the right-in section of the betting rotation, but this is an afternoon game. This is actually one of the 1 o'clock games, Philadelphia uh, and Buffalo. Yeah. If you're watching us on YouTube, Alex donning the Flyer jersey today uh, on the show, uh, we got Philly minus 170 road favorites, total 5.5 in this game. The price has gotten just way out of range for Philly, but I agree with it. I think they win the game. I think they got some confidence back in their game, beating the Rangers after an ugly loss to Boston uh, in the outdoor game, starting to get a little bit healthier, uh, starting, I should say. I mean, they don't have everybody back yet. They're still connecting out, but Claude Giroux came back the last game. Uh, they've even got some more uh, reinforcements today. Voracek, Lawton, Lindblom, all returning for the Flyers. I don't trust Buffalo. They've got all kinds of the Eichel trade rumors eating up again. Jeff Skinner being benched apparently has rubbed people in that organization, players and, and coaches alike the wrong way. Uh, so there's some issues with Buffalo. They cough up the lead against uh, New Jersey. And now they've got to go with Carter Hutton because Linus Allmark is injured. So it's got to be the uh, Carter Hutton show for the Sabres. And he's not been any good uh, so far this season. Got to call it like we see it. Uh, he's had a rough year, Carter Hutton, without a doubt. I'm still going to recommend Philly on the show because I did lay the buck 40. I got buck 40. I'm not going to recommend minus 170 now. So I'm going to say Philly in regulation here. Get a better price on them, closer to even money. Flyers in regulation for me. Alex, what are you doing here with the uh, Flyers and Sabres? Yeah, I, I just grabbed Flyers, uh, even money in, in regulation as well. Like I said, this, this is a, a rough spot for a Buffalo team that's completely coming apart at the seams now. Like I said, Eichel being hurt, uh, Skinner being benched. Uh, more than likely, you, you have to think that there's going to be a trade at some point uh, with this Buffalo team. They might start uh, dismantling things. I don't know if it's going to be a complete overhaul right away, but uh, they're going to have to just even even if you make one move to try to shake the locker room up, uh, that that would probably be in order at this point right now. But like I said, uh, everybody's on the flyers right now, and, and it makes good sense. So, uh, like I said, I'll grab that regulation price at even money. Yeah, it is much healthier. A lot of their guys are back. The only one out is Konechny still. Uh, everybody else pretty much back here for this uh, Philadelphia Flyers team. And Brian Elliott and Ned again. And uh, look, they're winning with Elliott and Ned. He played well the other night. His numbers for the season are still pretty good. You know, 4-1, and 2.38 goals against, 9.22 safe. Nothing wrong with that. Pretty good numbers there for uh, Brian Elliott. Jimmy, what do you think here? Flyers, Sabres. 
Well, I think we're going to bring Jimmy Puckline out on this one, guys. Uh, the Sabres are just a mess right now. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with them, like you said, trade-wise. So give me the Flyers minus one and a half here. I'm seeing it at a plus 155 right now. Yeah, plus 155, to even plus 160 in some spots. So a good juicy price there with the Flyers to win uh, by margin in that one. All right, the rest of the uh, NHL card, rest of these games are night games. We'll start with Dallas and Tampa Bay. Uh, the Lightning minus 190 home favorites, total five and a half shaded to the under. Uh, if you're the Dallas Stars, you're going to, you don't know what hit you in that third period the other night against the Florida Panthers. That was a <laughs> remarkable comeback from Florida. And you know what? That, that was actually the best game Dallas has played in a while in terms of offense and generating shots and chances. I mean, we had talked about on Thursday's show that their offense has disappeared, but they had 39 shots. They actually, for the first time, outplayed uh, uh, Florida. Uh, in, in that game after Florida really had dominated the first two. But unfortunately, just, you know, a couple good bounces for Florida, but the, the puck luck went their way in the third period a little bit. And what a rally, what a comeback by the Florida Panthers down 2 nothing in the third period. They come back to win 3-2, to two, really disheartening loss for Dallas. And now they got to go on the road. And now you got to face the defending Stanley Cup champions who appear to be on, the, on a roll again. Man, it's impressive to beat Carolina three games in a row. Uh, the way Tampa Bay did. So they're yeah. playing some really good hockey. Not a game I'm involved in. I mean, I, I would certainly make a case to go with maybe Tampa and regulation or puck line, but the value's not great. There's better games, better spots to pass for me, but definitely wouldn't be interested in uh, taking Dallas against this red-hot defending champion Lightning team right now. Alex, uh, any thoughts from you, Stars Lightning? Yeah, it's unfortunate because, you know, we were supposed to see these teams play uh, you know, four different times already. And, you know, we've had obviously, you know, uh, you know, the COVID issue with Dallas and then the power issue and different stuff. You know, usually we, we like to look at these Stanley Cup final rematches and, and, and you know, see, uh, you know, usually a good battle, especially if it's early in the year. But like I said, now, you know, the season's almost halfway through. Uh, Dallas isn't in a good form where Tampa Bay is. So, uh, you know, in a regular spot, I would be looking at Dallas. But with this one here, I'm just going to pass it. Uh, like I said, maybe look for something in game. Uh, you know, things could spark up once we, you know, these two teams kind of get reacquainted with one another, but I don't, I don't like anything as far as pregame goes. Yeah. And by the way, we have goalie confirmations already for tonight. It is the number ones uh, in net Hudobin and Vasilevsky for these two teams, Jimmy, uh, Dallas, Tampa. Yeah, I don't have a real I'm, – I'm with Alex on this. I mean, I might look at it at live betting, but this is a game that right now I, I really wouldn't be able to figure out. Tampa clearly – on the upswing right now. But then, you know, a part of me wonders, okay, Dallas has been waiting for this chance to get back at them since the Stanley Cup final. And I don't care what players say. It does mean something. You do circle this game when you lose to somebody in the Stanley Cup final. I saw the Bruins do it with the St. Louis Blues a couple of years back. So, um, you know, I if I was going to do something, I actually might lean towards Dallas for that reason. But I'm going to pass on this. Yeah, I mean, the, the the Stanley Cup final revenge angle is definitely in play. You know Dallas is bringing it and it fired up tonight, but just in terrible form, just not find, just finding ways to lose right now. And Tampa, Tampa really tightening up the screws defensively as well. They've played really good. You know, to be able to shut down Carolina the way they have in the last few games, it's pretty impressive. The way Carolina was just scoring goals in bunches, and all of a sudden Tampa Bay just shuts them down. Uh, I think I think the, if you like Tampa, and I know there's some people that are in our YouTube chat as we're recording this show live, seem to like Tampa a little. Uh, Dallas team total under might be something you look at as a way because, again, this team's having a hard time finding the back of the net at the, uh, right now. And remember, this Dallas team is also still without Tyler Sagan, Rupe Hintz, 
and Alex Radulov, uh, and that's definitely hurt them uh, in terms of offensive production as well. Uh, maybe the game of the night in the NHL very possibly could be one of the games of the night for sure. Toronto Maple Leafs, Edmonton Oilers, uh, it should be a dandy here. It's a big game in the standings, Neil. These are the top two teams in the North Division. Edmonton's red hot. Toronto's been as consistent as any team in the NHL from start to finish this season. Uh, it's been a great, uh, should be a good one here. Toronto minus 115, road favorites, total six and a half. I'm, this is just one of those games that I'm just going to be watching and excited to watch as a fan. I, I wish I could give you something significant from a betting standpoint, but, you know, Toronto deserves to be a slight road favorite. They are. So uh, to me, the price is where it should be. I'm willing to give Edmonton the benefit of the doubt here and say, you know, as a slight home dog, I'm not in a rush to go against them. They're getting, you know, balanced scoring. Their defensive play has improved significantly. And Mike Smith, aside from one, only one rough outing against Winnipeg, where they lost six to five, he's been lights out, you know, in every other game that he's played this season for the Edmonton Oilers. So uh, give him credit. The Toronto Maple Leafs look like they're going to be healthier. They've had some injuries this week. The two games against Calgary, uh, they were banged up a little bit, but looks like Jake Muzzin might be back. It looks like Joe Thornton uh, might be back as well. Unfortunately, Austin Matthews may or may not play. Uh, a little bit of a wrist injury has popped up for him. Uh, and uh, Sheldon Keefe was saying after he didn't practice yesterday, he's day-to-day -day and a game-time decision tonight for this game. So keep an eye on that. Uh, obviously, uh, very impactful uh, situation, whether Austin Matthews plays or not. And they get Jack Campbell back. Freddie Anderson also still not quite ready to return because, remember, it was Michael Hutchinson who started uh, the two games against Calgary. Uh, but Jack Campbell, the uh, the actual backup goalie for the Leafs, who's been out for weeks now, is returning and going to be in net here tonight for the uh, Leafs. So uh, Jack Campbell was excellent before he got injured. Now, it's always that concern, though. First game in a while. Are you rusty? He's been out for a few weeks, but prior to that, he was in really good form. So this is one of those games. I could make an argument for Toronto. I could make an argument for Edmonton. I could make an argument for the over. I could make an argument for the under. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing it, though. should be a good one. Pass for me, I, but it will be a fun one to watch. More than anything, whatever happens here, I think will give me a stronger opinion on the next game between these two teams based on what happens tonight. That's the way I'm approaching it. See how this one goes. They play each other two more times after this, Monday and Wednesday. Probably be something better on the betting board for me with these two teams after, based off what happens tonight. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? This is a good one, Leafs-Oilers. Yeah, it is. I'll be watching it, and I'll be looking for something to jump in uh, with, uh, you know, in play. Uh, like I said, you know, both these teams are, are, you know, doing well. I think this is more of a step up in class, though, for Edmonton. Uh, when you look at, you know, they beat, you know, Vancouver they beat Calgary, two teams we've talked about at nauseum struggling right now. But, you know, Toronto, like I said, finally getting guys back and, and they're, you know, still playing some decent hockey, even with missing a, a, a few key pieces. And, you know, Austin Matthews, obviously a huge loss, but they've got other guys that can find the back of the net as well. So, like I said, you just wonder uh, if there's going to be rust on Jack Campbell, you know, or, or, you know, also too just, you know, the fact that Edmonton's won five in a row. Uh, eight of the last 10, if, you know, like I said, maybe they have another flat spot like they did in their last loss uh, a while back. So it, it's going to be one to watch. And like I said, I'll be looking for something in game. That's kind of been the way I've been approaching a, a lot of uh, Toronto games of late. 
I definitely wouldn't blame you. By the way, we got a great comment in our chat from Morley. The fact they do the weekends is awesome. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, we're the lover boy of NHL hockey betting shows on YouTube. We're working for the weekend. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> what we do. Uh, we don't take days off here. No days off with the Ice Guys. Seven days a week uh, we have this show. Uh, we cover every single game, every game on the NHL schedule, start to finish, regular season and playoffs. It's uh Nobody else does it like this. Jimmy, what do you think here uh, with uh, Toronto and Edmonton? What I think is I'm going to keep going under, and I got to ask you, Ian, when are you going to start believing in Mike Smith, buddy? Well, you know what? To, to Alex's point, they played Cal they played Calgary, Vancouver. I get it, some weaklings. When he played the one game against Winnipeg, a capable uh, offensive team with firepower, he kind of oh. struggled, but he was better in the second game. We'll see you tonight. He will make me a believer if he goes out there and like shuts the door on this Leaf team. All but right, no, I'll give you credit. He's playing we, well. We got him no on doubt. record, Alex. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, no I, I think he's a great story. To be honest, I mean, this is a yeah. guy that I mean, let's face it, guys. He was cast off, so I, I'm really impressed with the way he's come back from his injury and it clearly been a huge factor in the Oilers' success here. I mean, the Oilers aren't sniffing first place without Mike Smith right now, so kudos to him. And yeah, I like the under here, just the way it's been going. Toronto obviously committed a little more as well to defensive hockey. And then, yep. you know, if you factor in the potential that Austin Matthews isn't in there, maybe that offense changes a bit. So uh, give me the under six and a half in this. I wouldn't argue with that, the under, because you're right. Edmonton's tightened it up. And Toronto with the backup goalies this week, Hutchinson against Calgary, both of those games stayed under. And, mm -hmm. uh, of course, uh, now it's going to be Campbell, who's a very good backup goalie. He can go in there and play well. He's very capable. Yeah. He was playing well before he got injured. And they'll probably just really, you know, try to help him out. It's the first game in a while. So be attention to detail defensively, I think, will be a focal point and an emphasis yep. point for the Leafs tonight. So I wouldn't argue with the under. And, again, you're talking six and a half here. And it's six and a half because – McDavid and Matthews and Dreisaitl and Marner and all the Nylander, all the weapons on this these teams and, and all the scoring potential is why you get a six and a half. But current form indicates these teams are playing good on D right now. So the under does make some sense in that regard. Carolina, Florida, next game, Carolina, minus 115 to minus 120 road favorites, total six shaded to the over. I'm biting the hand that feeds me here, and I, I don't love doing it because the, the, the hand that's fed me is Florida. You know, I've been betting on this team a lot. I just hate this spot. And we saw it last night, guys, with Colorado, Arizona. Okay, Arizona had these two miracle comeback wins against Anaheim. What happened last night? Flat as a damn pancake. Dead as a doornail. Don't be fooled by the 3-2 final score. They got two late garbage goals. You know, they were completely out of that game most of the way. And when you have the comeback that you had the other night, like Florida did against Dallas, sometimes you're just, you know, it was such an enthralling energetic, just unbelievable win. And then you just can't match that, you know, intensity the next game out. Whereas I think Carolina comes into this game with extreme intensity. They've now lost three in a row. They coughed one up against Florida last Monday in Carolina. They were up two, nothing lost in overtime four three revenge spot, desperate Carolina team. Don't love the situation for Florida. Bobrovsky had his best game of the season. Bar none. We were waiting yeah. for Bobrovsky to play. Well, he was amazing against Dallas. Amazing that I think that Coach Q is going to go back to him today. It isn't confirmed. Yeah, it is confirmed. Yes, Bobrovsky. That's kind of what I thought back in net. But you know what? This guy is the master the last year of not being able to play two good games in a row. And, and that worries me. Maybe he can. Maybe he is going to turn it around. But I got to see it first that he can play two really sound, strong 
games in a row in net. I like the situation for Carolina. I like it enough to take them here, minus 120. Alex, what do you think here? Carolina, Florida. I like this over. I was on that over uh, before, and like I mentioned, that Monday afternoon game where, uh, you know, Carolina, you know, then Florida went back and forth, especially late in the, in the period, late in the, in the contest, rather, forced overtime. But uh, like I said, can Bobrovsky string two, three ga- good games together in a row? Uh, and Carolina's obviously going to be happy to just not be playing Tampa Bay uh, for the first time and how the last three games went. So uh, that should give them some, some momentum as well. And like you said, that the flat spot off of a comeback, uh, that is definitely a live angle, something to look at with the you know these condensed matchups moving forward. So uh, I would not be shocked to see a bunch of goals scored here. So you're getting the six instead of a six and a half, uh, I'm going to roll with the over. All right. Yeah, I agree with that lean uh, over the total. Definitely I was on that over to Carolina. And for, I might even add that one. We'll see. I like Carolina as well, but I, that, that over does make sense. And again, it's kind of Bobrovsky's got to show me two good games in a row from him. We haven't seen that a lot, especially in his career here in Florida since he's been there. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Canes Panthers. I'm with you guys. I love the over in this, guys. And in fact, I'm going to, that might even end up being my best bet. I'll, I'll decide by the end of the show here, but I'm all over this over. Uh, I also like the over in the first period, too, if you're in for doing some of that as well. Um, I just think when these two teams get together, they're bound to score. And it, it's not, it, this might not even be Bobrovsky's fault. It's just the way a lot of these games go between these two teams. So uh, I like the over in this. Yeah, and James Reimer probably in net, not confirmed yet, but projected starting goalie for Kakalaki here uh, is indeed James Reimer. So, uh, and again, we've talked about Reimer. He's kind of, the, the more he starts, the more the book is out on him and the more yeah. he's kind of struggling. So uh, that's often what happens. But uh, yeah, hit the like button. There's a great, uh, people watching on YouTube. Yeah, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Uh, we're trying to get the word out there as much as we can. Uh, we're, we're doing this show free now, seven days a week, YouTube. And again, if you can't watch the show live on YouTube, make sure you download the audio podcast version of the show uh, on a daily basis. Pittsburgh, New York Islanders, Islanders minus 110 to minus 115. Uh, home favorites, total five and a half here uh, in this game. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins losing 5-2 uh, to Washington in their last game. Uh, the Islanders just uh, taking apart, especially in the third period, uh, the Boston Bruins. Uh, in their last game and, and winning decisively by a score uh, of seven to two uh, in this one. I, this is a game I'm not involved in because I don't want to go against Pittsburgh. I think there's still uh, a bit of a bet on team, even after finally losing against Washington, but the Islanders, I believe have lost two in a row to Pittsburgh. And I think there's now some real onus on the Islanders that, Hey, let's uh, finally get off the schneid against this Penguins team. And uh, look, they were damn impressive against Boston the other night. Not exactly a team I'm rushing to fade in this spot. So two teams I'd rather bet on in this spot than not. So pass for me on the uh, Penguins and Islanders. Alex, anything for you on this one? Yeah. Penguins have actually beat uh, the Islanders three times in a row now. And, you know, yes. the one thing that, that I've been, I was writing for a while with these two teams was the first period over. We saw that cash uh, in the first three meetings and then it, completely fell flat and was scoreless in the last two, uh, you know, but that's the only way you can really look with the Islanders right now from a first period perspective, the 13 and six to the over uh, in the first period of the season. Uh, so that, that's a lean, but it's not going to be official. Like I said, there's other spots on the board that I like. All right. Just a lean, just a lean with the first period over for Alex, Jimmy, anything for you here with this one between the uh, Islanders and Penguins? Hey, guys, after what I saw the other night with the Islanders and how they just uh, – I mean, I guess everyone's running uh, rushing over the Bruins just uh, destroying them right now. But still, the way they were scoring, the way their offense is going right now, I'm going to go with the Islanders on this. Give me straight up straight up on the money line. 
All right, minus 110 Islanders for Jimmy Murphy. Detroit, Chicago. Chicago, minus 160 home favorites, five and a half the total in this one. Uh, Chicago definitely uh, playing great hockey, finding ways to win. And now look at all of a sudden Malcolm Subban getting it going uh, in net for the uh, Blackhawks. And this is now, I would say, two, maybe even three starts in a row from him specifically where he's played a lot better. And that's definitely reason for optimism if you're the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And so much – well, it is the first of a back-to-back, -back, So, but I think partially also because he played so well the other night is why he's back in there tonight. You know, 2.13 goals against, 930 save percentage. Those are solid numbers for a guy that we haven't necessarily trusted in years past uh, to be that solid stopper uh, in between the pipes. But uh, he's had a few good starts in a row. Uh, we'll see where Detroit goes for uh, their goaltending. Uh, Bernier has really been splitting the net lately with Grice. Grice is a good goalie, but he's just stuck on a bad team. And maybe he was a product of the Islanders system. You know, yeah. you really have to start thinking of that. Was Grice a, a, a good goalie all these years in the island? Or was he product of a good Barry Trotz defensive system and a good blue line in front of him? Because here in Detroit, it's been a disaster for him. One in 13 record for Thomas Grice this year. 3.16 goals against 891 save percentage. He's the projected goalie. He hasn't been confirmed yet, but obviously if he's in net, I'm not going to want to put my money on him or this Detroit team. So, yeah, it would be Chicago for me, if anything, but I'm passing. Not much value unless you go Chicago in regulation, and I'm not rushing to do that necessarily either. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you think, Detroit-Chicago? Yeah, I mean, you, said, you can't back uh, the Hawks in regulation. If you play them, you got to go with the money line because a lot of their games uh, have been going to overtime. They went to OT once uh, with Detroit as well, but they've won the four meetings against Detroit so far. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, this is one of those, you know, it's just weird where – Except even when you feel like the Hawks might have a flat spot, like I thought they might have uh, in, in the last game, wrapping up that road trip, all of a sudden Malcolm Subban stands on his head, gets 26 saves, and gets his first uh, shutout with the Hawks. So, you know, like I said, the team's just playing well right now. It's a, it's a good combination of, of good skill, good, good playing, but also some luck involved as well. So uh, not going to be fading the Hawks, not going to be back in Detroit here in this spot either. Uh, the one thing I will be looking at here, I'll be looking at Patrick Kane to get a goal. If he scores tonight, he'll be uh, at 400 goals. He'll be the fourth Blackhawk in history uh, to reach that mark. Uh, and he's been on a hot streak right now. He got the, the goal, the game-winning goal in, in the last game. So, uh, you know, he's playing, you know, MVP caliber hockey right now. So I like Patrick Kane to get his 400th goal tonight. And that's the only play I'm going to roll with in this game. All right, Patrick Kane to get a goal. MVP level, 30 points in 20 games. He's a 30 and 20 guy this year for this Chicago Blackhawks team. Outstanding hockey, great leadership too. And he's had yeah. to really take on more of that. You know, you've lost your Jonathan Taves. He hasn't played yet this year. There's that void in the dressing room as well that's missing. Not just his play on the ice, it's what he's doing in the dressing room with this team. Leadership-wise, no Taves. And I think Kane has really stepped up in that area uh, as well for yeah. this Chicago this year. Uh, he's doing it all for this team. Uh, and uh, what can you say? Uh, great, great season so far. Uh, for Patrick Kane. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Detroit, Chicago. Well, I think that's a great point by you guys that, you know, he should be considered for MVP for the Hart Trophy right now. I mean, all we hear about is Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid, and rightfully so. But at the same time, I, or either of those teams, I think, are still competing without those guys in the lineup currently constituted. Chicago's a rebuilding club. They, they have no business sniffing the playoffs right now, and the only reason they're there is because of Patrick Kane. So I'd argue maybe he's more valuable than – than either Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews right now. People may call me nuts there, but I mean, 
think about it. Where, where's Chicago? They're, they're borderline an AHL club without him right now. So yeah, uh, that's a great call by you guys. Uh, I, on that note, though, I'm going to stay away from this game because I just I can't figure out Chicago and Detroit. Every time they play, I get it wrong. So I'm off this game. All right. Uh, all right. It's a pass for Jimmy with the uh, Red Wings and Blackhawks. Uh, on we go now. Uh, uh, we've got L.A. and Minnesota. Uh, another rematch here. Last night they played the Wild taking care of business. Minus 180 home favorites uh, tonight in the rematch. Five and a half the total uh, shaded to the under. A pretty damn good performance from uh, Cam Talbot. Let's uh, keep that in mind as well. I hadn't played in forever. Uh, comes in there and just uh, puts up uh, – uh, a great performance against the LA Kings last night uh, in that victory. Back to Capo Kakinen, though, here with this being a back-to-back. -back. It was Jonathan Quick last night, and predictably the uh, winning streak ends for the LA Kings. I don't want to be too hard on Jonathan Quick, but, you know, he's obviously <laughs> not playing as well as Cal Peterson right now, and it's going to be uh, Cal Peterson back in net tonight for the uh, LA Kings. It's going to have me tempted to take LA with him in net. It really is because – uh, I know Minnesota's on a roll. I probably don't want to go in front of them, uh, but I'd be tempted by L.A. I doubt I'd pull the trigger, though. I like what I'm seeing out of the wild. I really do. I mean, this team's got some offense now. They've still got that tight, structured defensive game. The goaltending from Talbot and Kakinen's been certainly good enough. Um, and maybe L.A. played over their heads for that little win streak. And now that they finally lost one, do they stumble a bit? We'll wait and see on that. Tonight will be a good indicator of that. Uh, so for me, lean L.A., but just a lean. I won't be getting there. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Kings Wild. Yeah, I almost played L.A. last night. I'm so glad I didn't because uh, Minnesota came out uh, hot and ready and got three goals uh, within a span of three minutes. And that's all they needed to get that win. Uh, like you said, they're just getting everything, you know, uh, going their way right now. And uh, like I said, they were playing good hockey. Then they had the obviously the COVID issues and they were off for about a week, week and a half. Kind of worried that they would, you know, take a while to get things back in, in gear. And that, that hasn't been the case. They've uh, picked up right where they left off. So, uh, you know, kudos to Dean Evison and, and that crew for, uh, you know, getting things in, in order and, and making them a, you know, a legitimate, uh, you know, playoff contender right now. And we talk about, uh, you know, some of the call the trophy uh, you know, finalists potentially. One guy we got to mention is Capo Kakinen. He's seven and four, uh, with a 2.37 goals against a 9.17 save percentage. He's done very well, other than Kevin Lincoln of the Hawks. I'd say he's probably the, uh, the second best rookie goalie that we've seen so far this season. So, uh, him getting the start in that. I like this first period over here. You know, I think LA is going to try to bounce back, obviously, uh, and want to score early. They got to make sure not to give up three goals right away, uh, like they did last night. And like I said, with Cal Peterson in that. That should help. But I think we're going to see, uh, you know, the same kind of back and forth battle that we've seen from most of these meetings between L.A. and Minnesota. It's actually been a, a pretty good, uh, a fun series to watch so far this season between these two teams. So I like the first period over only land at $1.05. All right. Over one and a half minus one on five first period. Kings Wild for Alex. Jimmy, any uh, betting opinions here for you with L.A. Minnesota? Yeah, guys, you know what? I'm just thinking I'm going to go with my theory there. You know, sometimes when a team's on a win streak and they lose, they're going to go a couple games the other way. So I see that happening right now with L.A. Give me the wild puck line in this one. All right, wild puck line for Jimmy. Uh, that one uh, you can get in terms of the uh, puck line price. Uh, pretty good one there around uh, plus uh, 145 uh, with uh, Minnesota uh, on the puck line in that one. Colorado, Arizona, Colorado minus 170. Road favorites, five and a half shaded to the under the total in this game. Best bet winner for me on the show yesterday with the Avalanche in regulation. 
It got a little bit too close for comfort down the stretch with those late two goals, but nevertheless, Colorado 3-2 got the job done. I'm going to ride, come right back with Colorado here because now that they snapped the losing streak, I don't think there's a let up for them trying to get back and you know win a few in a row. Good teams do that. Good teams don't just say, you know what, we snapped the losing streak, we won a game, we're satisfied. No, the good teams keep it up and and, win, and reel off a few in a row. I think uh, Colorado can do that. Grubauer is going to be in net probably tonight. Jared Bednar rested him last night. He was coming off probably his worst game uh, of the season against Minnesota. I think there's an onus for him to play a lot better tonight, and I think he will. And it'll be anti-Ron, I would think, tonight for the uh, Coyotes. Darcy Kemper is injured. It was Aiden Hill uh, last night. It's looking like anti-Ronta projected to be the goalie. Kind of struggled in recent games. Uh, Anti-Ronta had a couple good starts at the beginning of the season, but 3.63 goals against average for him uh, overall for this season. So I won with Colorado in regulation last night, and I'm going to come right back with that same play tonight uh, against Arizona. Uh, Colorado regulation. Uh, you can get that right now, currently at around minus uh, 120. Uh, Alex, anything for you here with the uh, Abs and Coyotes? Yeah, I like this first period under uh, one and a half goals and minus $1.15. That's been the mantra for Colorado right now, two and eight the last 10 uh, to the first period going under. And, and like I said, you know, now they've got their number one goalies, both well for right now, the number one goalies for, for Arizona being Auntie Ronta and Grubauer, like I said, coming back uh, after, you know, having a disastrous night. Uh, a few nights ago against the Wild. So I think we're going to see both goalies play pretty well. And uh, he said these are just two teams that don't really jump out uh, and, and score a lot of goals early. Arizona, especially now, they've been more of a you know the comeback kind of team, uh, you know, getting things rolling late. So I like this first period under. All right, like in the first period under, one and a half, Alex, with the uh, Colorado-Arizona game. Jimmy, what about you, Colorado-Arizona? Yeah, you know what, guys? I, I just it's not a lot of value. I like Colorado on the side here. You just can't get a lot of value, and even if you look at the three-way, it's not that great. So I'm gonna do another Jimmy Puck line and hope for that empty netter at the end. Uh, I like the call on the under there though as well. So give me two plays on this game. Give me the under and give me the puck line. All right, under uh, the five and a half for the game, and also Colorado puck line laying the minus one and a half goals for uh, Jimmy uh, plus one forty-five for that. Uh, against the uh, Coyotes, uh, minus one and a half, plus 145 with Colorado uh, on the puck line. Vegas and Anaheim. Vegas, minus 200 road favorites, five and a half shaded to the under. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. (laughs) um, The Anaheim overs since they got Zegras in the line. And Zegras hasn't done a lot, but he's opened up more ice for everybody. Wait till he gets scoring now, which he hasn't done yet. But what he's done is he's opened up the ice. People are paying attention to him defensively. You've got to pay mind to him, and it gives uh, other teammates and line mates openings to make plays and score goals. And it's funny. Now they feel a little bit more offensively confident, all these guys with Zegras on the team and on the ice, and now their defensive game has lapsed. And their Mm -hmm. defensive game now has gone backward a little bit, Anaheim, coughing up those two leads uh, against Arizona. Five and a half plus money. I know Vegas has been really trending under. I understand that. But a lot of tight. Big games, Colorado games, you know, playoff intensity. Now you're taking a, a step down out of that realm against Anaheim. I think they'll find their offense a little bit more. I also think they could loosen up defensively. You know, you've been really, really ratcheting up the tight checking ways in a playoff type of setting in those multiple games in a row with the Avalanche. Now that you're playing a weaker team, does Vegas, you know, try to maybe get a little loose defensively in their own zone, at least looser defensively? They might. 
And again, Anaheim is now scoring some more gold. Max Jones is the guy to watch out for. He has really uh, come on big time uh, offensively for the Anaheim Ducks uh, in recent games. I'm going to go what, with back to the well. Uh, Vegas Anaheim over five and a half. It's about plus 105 in a lot of spots. Good price. Gone over in every game since the Zegras call-up. Stick with it in my mind, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. Alex, uh, anything for you with the Golden Knights and the Ducks? You know, I'm going to look at the Vegas team total over three and a half here. Uh, he said, you know, Anaheim, their their main, you know, bread and butter is, is playing good defense, and that has not been the case right now. He said, you know, things are opening up. Uh, but I still don't trust them to get a lot of goals. Uh, obviously, you look, you know, he said they were able to, you know, get three in the last couple of games against Arizona. But before that, they were held to just one goal in the last two against Minnesota, uh, you know, held to two goals against San Jose. So, uh, you know, Vegas, we can trust Vegas to still, you know, play a, a wide open game and, and shut things down defensively on their own end. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see this one be like maybe a 4-1, 4-2 kind of game. So uh, I like Vegas to here to, to go over their team total. All right, like in Vegas, team total over Alex uh, in this game, uh, Vegas and Anaheim. Uh, Flurry expected to be, and Flurry's been really good. And obviously, the blue line with Shea Theodore, Alex Petrangelo, Alex Martinez leading them there. I mean, obviously, they uh, on their best day, they're very tough to score on this uh, Vegas team. That could be some trouble for Anaheim, but I look at it as that they've had this big series of intense games where they really played well defensively against Colorado. They've been off now, I believe, since Monday. So that's all of a sudden a little break in the schedule. They're out of rhythm a little bit. I could see, I just get that sense Vegas could be a little bit defensively, not quite as sharp tonight, maybe a little bit more sloppy play creeps into their game now after having their schedule. They've been playing every other day against Colorado. Now they're off for almost a week. So I think there's some things that could point to Anaheim being able to contribute and find the back of the net tonight. Jimmy, what do you think Vegas Anaheim? See, I'm going the other way, guys, just because of the two goalies. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a tight, low scoring game um even a type of game where you know you could see anaheim steal it just because of the goaltending they can get because that's been the case with them they have stolen games thanks to gibson so give me the under five and a half in this one yeah flurry's numbers excellent 1.55 942 save percentage john gibson 2.67 908 uh, save percentage so good numbers uh we've got we got good goalies there I think one of those games, though, with Arizona and Anaheim went over with uh, Gibson. And I think, yeah. Was, was he in for both that, of them? I think so. The uh, so it's possible. Yeah. 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 So it, it's definitely uh, definitely possible we could get a squeeze out and over. But, yeah, I mean, with these two goalies, when they're on their game, certainly uh, as good as it gets uh, at times this season, both of them have been that way. Montreal and Winnipeg. Uh, Montreal minus 140. Uh, road favorites, total six across the board. This is probably a better spot to bet on Montreal because it looks like, and not not it looks like, it will be Jake Allen uh, in net. I like this. Bravo, Dominic Ducharme. Bravo. Because this is not a back-to-back here. And this is the first time all season Montreal has started Jake Allen in a non-back-to-back game. And that tells you that maybe with Dominic Ducharme, there's going to be less racetrack for Carey Price. He's in a tough spot here. You know, but he's realized that, hey, what do I do? Do I give Jake Allen a, a, a start here tonight and the chance to maybe grab this number one job if he plays well tonight as he has all season? Or do I put Carey Price back there because he's been this elite goalie for the last decade uh, and show some loyalty to him and risk more poor play and more Dairy Queen softies? Like that's been the uh, Carey Price th- uh, mentality the last couple games. There's now two games in a row 
They've got a chance to wrestle the momentum in both of those games against Ottawa and Winnipeg, and he gives up this Dairy Queen softy <laughs> at the worst time possible. I mean, goals that can't go in on any goaltender, anybody. Like, I would say if that's Michael Hutchinson, what the hell are you doing, man? You can't give up that goal. It's a terrible goal. When it's Carey Price, it's 10 times you got to say that. You mean, come on, you're Carey Price. What the hell are you doing, man, giving up that goal the way he did against Nate? The Nate Thompson goal in the Winnipeg game. I'm just overthinking. I'm just overthinking. That's all I got to say. That's what he said. That's all I can say. But you know what? It's not a matter of thinking. It's a matter of doing, and you're not doing it. We're not doing it right now. Well, everybody's been afraid to criticize him, and it's true because, you know, they look at him as this, you know, guy that's above criticism but hasn't been good enough. Now, is he the only problem? No. The defense has not been good. What's happened to Shea Weber? His game's just gone in the tank again the last few games. What's going on with, uh, you know, with uh, Jonathan Drouin? Not good enough most yep. games. What's going on with uh, Tatar, who'd been benched? You know, he's had some ups and downs. Even Gallagher is working hard, but he's not giving you the offense right now for this Montreal team. Uh, special teams has struggled. It's been everything. So I like the idea of Montreal being a, be- a ch- better chance to win with Allen. Allen does give them a better chance to win right now. He has been marvelous. Four and uh, 2.14 goals against, 932 save percentage. All that being said, we still need to see Montreal win a game under this new coach. And what the hell has Winnipeg done to deserve plus 120 home underdog status? My good, my goodness. I mean, this is a team playing great <laughs> hockey right them. now. Like, I mean, how are they underdogs? Plus 120. And not just underdogs. They're plus 120. Yeah. With the way they've played, they scored back from that 3-1 deficit to win 6-3 against Montreal on Thursday night. I am not going against Montreal here. They're trying to lure you in. That's what they're trying to do. But there is no value, guys, at minus 140. There's definitely that's not the value I've got I want with Montreal here. So no. it's a pass for me. And I think if you if you like value in a money line price, you got to bet Winnipeg. Yeah, that's when value well, is. If here you like the Habs, guys, maybe put them in a parlay, you know, where yes. maybe you're not getting screwed on the value as much. You know, uh, it's not gonna increase your overall value for that parlay, but at least I mean, yeah, straight up, it's just there's no value there in betting the Habs. And I'm not the biggest under guy, but you had that wild eye scoring game Thursday. You got Allen in net now, Hellebuck again. Both teams that's probably standing, tighten it up. I, I like the under. I would yeah. lean under the total uh, in this one. Yeah, Jimmy, go ahead. Uh, Montreal. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that'll be my official right there, the under on this game, just because Jake Allen's back in net and Hellebuck and the way Winnipeg plays. And let's, let's face it, if Carey Price isn't letting in those softies, we don't see an over in that game the other night. It just doesn't happen. You know, I mean, the, the other goalie was doing his job, and it's just – they're a mess, uh, and it's it's hilarious to me, and I love that you're with me on this, the way you keep calling them out, because for them to sit there, I still don't get how Claude Julien had to take the blame for this one. I mean, look at look at the team I'm covering right now. 13 of four, they've been outscored in the last two games. Absolutely atrocious in their own end, not getting saves when they need them. Is anyone calling for Bruce Cassidy's job? No. They're using their eyeballs and looking at the games and saying this is on the players. And it is what it is. And it, there's injuries. It's it's COVID. It's it, it's a mess this season for everybody. To fire a coach is just, I don't get it. So, um, you know, part of me just hopes that they keep losing just so uh, they, they get punished for what they did to Julian because I, I still think it was a mistake. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, Jimmy liking the under here uh, in this one, under six, minus 110. And, again, I guarantee you, Allen plays well, and they win tonight, Montreal. He's back in the next game. Ducharme's basically said that with giving him this start. You would think that. I would hope. I would think 
You don't yeah. give Allen this start if you're not going to give him the runway to run with it if he wins tonight. Simple as that. You're just you're just doing yourself a disservice to this entire hockey team if you stick Price back in there if Allen gets you a win tonight. You, you know, one more thing I want to say, too, about Price there, too, you know, and he's talking about I don't have much to say. No, you need to say a lot. You need to own up. You're supposed to be the leader on this club right now. You're the goalie. You're the superstar. You need to speak. You need to analyze what's going on. I mean, I see Brandon Carlo last night after that game. He's only 24 years old, and he's saying enough of this shit. Like, this stops here. We're not – this is not our team, and we're not going to let this – that's what Price needs to be saying right now. And that – if I'm a Habs fan or I'm a, I'm even Price's teammate right now, I'm a little scared with the way he's not – not just the way he's playing, but the way he's speaking or lack thereof. Yeah, uh, there's there's no question. Uh, they have definitely uh, – he looks like he's in a fog. Yeah. Why was he working with the goalie coach when you had a whole week off? Yeah, almost like there's something maybe off the ice. Yeah, almost like there's some distraction off the ice that he's yeah. dealing with. I don't know. We don't know that, but just just a thought. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Montreal, Winnipeg. Yeah, like you said, there's a, a lot of things going wrong with uh, the Habs right now. Like you said, the, you know, the Julian firing was just pretty much uncalled for. Uh, he said, you know, and I, I get the idea of wanting to shake things up, but that that wasn't the way they should have gone about it. But with that being said, uh, you know, Winnipeg, you know. They looked like crap in the first period of that game. They ended up bouncing back. Like you said, you know, you got Carey Price letting in goals, you know, softer than a half-cooked biscuit. And, uh, you know, basically, like you said, if, if that was Jake Allen in that, probably a good chance that Montreal could have won that game because uh, he's been playing very well. And that's the way I'm looking at here. I took Montreal in regulation plus $1.20. Winnipeg's not a team that I can trust to really string together a lot of great offensive performances night after night. Obviously, Hellebuck gives them a chance. Uh, you know, to possibly steal a game. But like I said, I think Allen's in good form. And I think that, you know, like I said, this is his time to, to really kind of steal the spotlight and yeah. get that number one spot. And if he can step up big here, that should give some momentum uh, to the rest of the players in this club. Like I said, you know, uh, Carey Price isn't pulling his weight right now. So it, it's going to be up to Jake Allen, uh, you know, to, to get this momentum started up again. And maybe that uh, can send the charge in the, in the Night Haps locker room. Yeah, definitely. Uh, should be interesting to see how this one goes again tonight. Montreal just that team. We can't take our eyes off them right now with everything that's uh, going on. We've got uh, St. Well, Louis. Well, train wreck. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, people love train wrecks. People love to see uh, yeah. crazy, you know, teams that are just in disarray uh, and what's going to happen next. It's like a, it's like a soap opera. That's kind of what's <laughs> happening here with um, Montreal. Uh, San Jose, St. Louis to wrap it up. Final game. We've gotten through all 14 games. Unbelievable. But this is the final one. Blues and Sharks in the tank. Uh, St. Louis minus 160 road favorites, five and a half shaded to the over in this one. I'm on the over here, five and a half minus 120. I'm always interested with San Jose. Terrible defensive team, weak goaltending, and weak defensively now are St. Louis. They already had Pareko out, and now Carl Gunnarsson out for the season, you yeah. know, with an injury sustained the other night. He's one of their best shutdown defensemen. Forget about the uh, other side of the puck in terms of being tight, sound, Good, strong in your own zone, good positioning, being being able to make good plays in your own zone defensively. Carl Gunnarsson is as good as it gets on the Blues. And now without him, that is a huge hole that has to be filled on this St. Louis blue line. I think it makes them weaker in terms of preventing goals. That makes them weaker defensively. Uh, and that could show up tonight and moving forward. So, And St. Louis, look, I know offensively one goal against the L.A. Kings in the two games against L.A., not good. But, hey, 
San Jose can be the team that cures what ails this Blues offense, I think, a little bit tonight uh, in this one. The last game with these two teams went over the total in St. Louis. I think we get more of the same here. I like over five and a half, minus 120. Uh, Alex, what about you here, St. Louis, San Jose? Yeah, I like this uh, over as well. And I might even, you know, I'll probably play a half unit on it beforehand and then look uh, to see this game. If it starts off kind of slow, get even a better price in-game. Uh, like I said, the, the history between these two teams is that when it goes over, it usually tends to be scoring more in the second and third period. So uh, I think live might be a better opportunity to jump in and cash this. But like I said, these two teams are, are a mess defensively, uh, and they're going in, you know, downhill, but for different reasons, obviously. San, San Jose is not that good of a team. But St. Louis is, like I said, having injury issues and uh, just can't, can't seem to get out of their own way at times. So uh, I definitely think we see, uh, you know, quite a few goals here scored. So I like the over. All right, Alex, like in Blues, Sharks over five and a half as well. Jimmy, what do you like here in this game? Same thing, guys. I like the over here. And if I was going to take the side, I might actually lean towards San Jose. And Alex just mentioned it. St. Louis is just not – I mean, it's ironic. We're just talking about Jake Allen in Montreal and how their team's heading in the wrong direction. Well, his former team, it, you know, quietly, I don't think it's getting enough attention right now. They're a mess. And it's something to keep an eye on going forward here because – they're going to keep being favorites just because of who they are and their reputation, I think, for a bit here, unless it gets real bad. So keep an eye on that and, you know, maybe going forward, pick your spots and take a dog against them because I think you can be profitable. Yeah, I mean, uh, San Jose is not the dog I want to take, but your point's a good one, Jimmy. Uh, moving forward, definitely. Uh, this is a vulnerable Blues team right now. Yeah, absolutely it is. Uh, not playing great. Struggling, I think, a little bit to adjust to all the injuries. It's not just on defense. They've got Schwartz and they've got Bozak and they've got Tarasenko. Uh, Barbashev is out. Clo uh, like I say, close shave. Barbashev. Been a mess. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. It has been uh, an issue. Uh, all the injuries here uh, for this uh, St. Louis Blues team. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's affecting them. I mean, you get you lose both games to the LA Kings at home. I know LA's, you know, been playing good hockey until last night, but boy. Yeah. That's just not something you expect to see uh, from the St. Louis Blues team. So uh, there's no doubt uh, this is definitely a uh, Blues team that's struggling, not playing well, injuries galore. Not a team I'm looking to lay minus 160 with. Honestly, I, I thought about taking San Jose here, and I haven't bet San Jose. Yeah, I know. You're not, you've I'm got not a brain, done. unlike me. But, I mean, like, I, I just – I think it's just a thing where, like, yeah, maybe San Jose isn't the team there. But, yeah, I mean, look at the – they're going to continue to be like 140, minus 140, minus 150, minus 160, minus 170. It, it doesn't seem like they're catching on right now that this is not that great a team as advertised. Maybe they'll get it together as it goes on here. But when you can, if you get a nice uh, underdog, I don't know, like say in Arizona or somebody, we saw what they did, right? That, that's a good example of picking a dog against St. Louis and getting some really good value. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, so, uh, like I say, I would lean in San Jose. I'm not. Uh, I think St. Louis is vulnerable as big chalk right now, but uh, I don't like San Jose enough to take them. But uh, I am on the over here for sure, five and a half uh, in this one. The Blues and the Sharks, and that is it. That is every game, guys. Fourteen games. We have gone through each and every one here. Not bad. The NHL card in just a little under an hour. So uh, that's the because we want to keep the show close to an hour uh, on most days. Uh, and uh, yeah, a great job by everybody. Great discussion, uh, great analysis on this massive Saturday NHL card. Uh, we'll get to best bets in just a second to wrap up the show. But before we do, a reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account there, use the promo code THPN, 
which of course stands for the Hockey Podcast Network. And when you do that in your account, you will get bet bonuses. You'll get uh, you know lots of exclusive insider deals, uh, the ability to uh, get incentives, uh, bonuses, all of that available to you. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app uh, to sign up for an account and do so by using the promo code THPN on sign up and take advantage of all of those uh, deals and bonuses you'll get by using the DraftKings Sportsbook app. All right. Best bet time for this Saturday uh, NHL card. Uh, busy card, big card, lots to choose from. Uh, not always the easiest cards to choose a best bet from, but you got to do it. Uh, Alex, uh, what, do you, what have you zoned in on here for a best bet on this Saturday? We're going to go with L.A. and Minnesota first period over one and a half. You can find it, like I said, laying a dollar five or even uh, even money if you shop around. Uh, he's in Minnesota seven and three, the last 10 of the first period over. I think we're going to see – uh, more energy from this LA team after that, uh, you know, loss they had. Like I said, they pretty much got crushed in the first 10 minutes of that game, and that, uh, and that was about it. Uh, Minnesota still playing well. Well, uh, one thing that I want to note too, and mention in the chat room, today is uh, hockey day in Minnesota. This is historically, obviously, usually when there's crowds, it's a, a big day. There's games going on all over the state, but the Wilds have always played well uh, during this this you know uh, you know event. Uh, usually have things in, in the arena, but they're 11, two and one on a hockey day in Minnesota uh, historically. So, uh, you know, like say, if this is a, you know, a back and forth game, say one to one, I may even look to take a shot with the wild uh, in game money line. You probably get a better price, but I like that first period over one and a half is my best bet. All right, there we go. Over one and a half first period for Minis for LA, Minnesota, a uh, best bet for Alex uh, B Smith. Uh, by the way, we're going to mention this too. a uh, great point because, uh, Alex mentioned it in our YouTube chat. We do have our Patreon page, patreon.com slash ice guys. It is a $10 per month subscription. Uh, our daily card of wagers that we recommend on this show. Uh, once in a while, there'll be maybe one or two. Uh, personally, I've added after the show that I don't decide on until after the show. But if there are additions, I will post those as well. But anyway, the daily card that we give out on this show, the recommended plays are posted on the Patreon page at patreon.com slash ice guys. It's $10 per month for that. We post a lot of exclusive uh, content there on the page as well. Alex B. Smith with his goaltending charts and goaltending uh, ratings. Uh, those are always good. Uh, I have a, a, a little bit of an announcement to make with the Patreon page because I have been writing for about the last year or so for linemovement.com and they are moving in a different direction. They are not doing written content anymore on that website. So I plan now, I won't be writing the NHL articles for them anymore after this month, but I will be doing those for our Patreon members uh, on the uh, Ice Guys page, patreon.com slash Ice Guys. They're just game previews. You'll get some nice stats, some good you know, written reasoning and analysis behind some of my bets. Uh, that will be on the Patreon page moving forward exclusively on that page for that $10 per month. So again, lots of stuff available there. And hey, if you, if you don't want to be a member of the Patreon page, no problem. Just keep on watching our shows free, live, daily, uh, and also downloading the audio podcast. No problem at all, uh, whatever you decide to do. But we do want to mention the Patreon page uh, for those uh, that are currently uh, a part of it. Uh, Patreon.com slash Ice Guys. That is the uh, URL uh, for our Ice Guys Patreon page. Jimmy, uh, where are you going for best bet? I'm going to go with that Montreal Winnipeg under guys. Uh, I like that. I like it a lot. I think Jake Allen does come in. I think he does his job. I'm not sure Montreal wins, but I think he, he's not letting in the softies to carry prices. So I like the under in that game. 
Now I got to give you a, a, an opportunity to say for sure that's your bet. Cause I remember earlier you said Carolina, Florida over. You yeah, really like I know, but I, I thank you though for giving me that. Yep. Don't worry. I know. There you go. All right. Good stuff. No, I know you like that Montreal, that Montreal Winnipeg under makes sense. You know, if I was going to bet an under on this card, it would be that one. Cause you know, you're going to have Allen in net. You had a wild shoot, a uh, high scoring game. The last one, Allen and Hellebuck, two good goalies. Uh, probably a chance to get that one lower scoring. So it is official. We'll make it official. Final answer. Who wants to be a millionaire style? Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Murphy likes Montreal, Winnipeg, under six, minus 110 is his best bet. Mine is going to be the very last game we talked about uh, on this card. St. Louis, San Jose, over five and a half, minus 120. Uh, look, I think the Gunnarsson absence is big. And it wouldn't surprise me to see this team running around a little bit out of position and I know they bottled up L.A., but San Jose offensively has been able to put the puck in. It's defensively at the other end that San Jose's had their issues. So I think both of the teams in that game get their goals, and it gets over the number. Blues, Sharks, over 5.5, minus 120, my best bet for this Saturday, uh, February 27th, NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thank you to everyone for tuning Great viewership for a Saturday. Are you kidding me? Great numbers on the live YouTube recording. And a reminder, seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern live, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern live with the Ice Guys. And if you miss any of the shows live, don't fret, don't panic, don't be a Montreal Canadiens person. Let's uh, – I, I can't help it. I just can't help myself. Uh, but, yeah, don't fret, don't panic. You can download the audio uh, podcast version uh, of the show daily if you miss it live. Uh, courtesy of the Hockey Podcast Network. Great stuff, guys. Great show for Alex B. Smith, for Jimmy Murphy. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of The Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.